listening to Real Estate and Finances with Luis Mendoza. Hey, ¿qué onda, chavos? Bienvenidos aquí a lo que viene siendo hablando de casas y finanzas, talking real estate and finances with Luis Mendoza. ¿Qué onda? How are you, Luis? Doing very well, Diablito. How about yourself? How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I, I'm excited. Uh, it's a new week, new information. Um, let's start the show by saying, what is talking real estate and finances all about, bro? What, what is it? What, what, why are we doing this show, man? Yeah, you know, that's that's important. Let's do a recap. Uh, so this program is not just so that uh, we can talk about real estate and how to get approved. And, you know, on Saturday or Sunday mornings, you can find a lot of stuff like that on the radio. This show is different. This show is about uh, improving your home economics, really. Um, it's really a, a bad thing that they don't teach home economics in schools anymore, you know, because uh, what I'm going to give you in the show is a lot of pointers as to, you know, how to pay off debt faster, how to protect your financial future, uh, how to build um, savings and equity and retirement funds so that when you get to that age, when you're about to retire, you don't have to worry about where is the money going to come from. So it, it's about building a legacy for yourself and your family. Right. And the reason I'm doing this show with you is because I want to inform those Latinos, este, los pochos, los, es que, los que quieren realmente aprender a no gastar su dinero. Just like you just mentioned, um, there's a lot of aspects as to why we're doing the show. But for me, most importantly, is because I want young people or the or people who are like me that have kids to let their kids mm -hmm. know that there's opportunities to make money, to invest instead of wasting their money on the mamalonas or that new Beamer. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up in Huntington Park, man. And yeah. it, it makes me sad to know that I, I missed out on so many opportunities because my parents didn't teach me or my school didn't teach me. But obviously, it all files on, on, on our parents, right? Because they're the ones that are supposed to teach us the proper way of how to be kind to people, blah, blah, right? But it makes me sad that I drive by so many communities and there's like five, six Mamalonas, Beamers, uh, Range Rovers, and they're all parked inside uh, uh, an apartment complex. It's like, really? Yeah. What, what are you thinking? Come on, guys. Really? That that expensive $2,000, $3,000 bag is really going to make you a, a better person in the future? Yeah, make, maybe it, it makes you look nice when you walk into a club. A Latino club in a Latino community, but it's at the long run, man. And I say it because that used to be me, man. I used to waste my money a lo, a lo pendejo, la verdad. And now it's, now it's, it's yeah. it, at my age, it's like, man, I can't believe it. But you know, I'm, I'm glad I met you because I also like to share the fact that I did um, personal, um, what do you say? You helped me out with my personal stuff, got me back on track. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm yeah. a little bit more comfortable now, knowing that I have some extra cash in my in, in 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 the bank, you know. And that's what I want people to know and and be able to do. And that's why we're doing the show. That's why at least I'm doing it with yeah. you. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, there's uh, just to uh, recap what you said. Um, there's a lot of uh, ways that we can get people on the right track uh, because right now you look at their financial statements and I get to see that when people come in to apply for a home loan or refinance, uh, I get to see what they have in the bank. I get to see where the money is going out to. And a lot of these things, they are things that they don't really need or really want anymore, but you know, they, they're still making the expense because it's being automatically withdrawn from their accounts. So, um, there's a financial guru. His name is 
Dave Ramsey. I'm kind of a fan of his and, and I follow his advice. And uh, so what I want is to be the Dave Ramsey of the Latinos, you know, Luis Mendoza, el que sabe de, de economía y cómo salir adelante. And, and that, that's what I want. So I'm, I'm bringing a lot of good information uh, so that everyone can get on the right track. Right. All right, man. So let's get started. This week, uh, the question I have for you is, why are Latinos so afraid of um, investing in buying property? I already know the kind of the answer, and it's because a lot of us that are my age, 30 plus, our parents didn't show us didn't show us that, and of, and of course we're afraid to invest, and we don't know what to do. But why, why, why are we so afraid, man? Well, I, I think there's a lot of fear out there that uh, if you invest in uh, real estate or in, in any other type of investment, really, that that's money that's being taken away from from the fun things, the fun things that people like to do. Uh, for example, uh, well, you, you mentioned it uh, just a couple of minutes ago. You pass by the Mariscos place and all you see is mamalonas parked outside and all of them with rims and, you know, just uh, suited up to the max and everyone's, you know, showing off. And, and when it comes to, uh, to real estate, they figure, oh, man, if, if I buy something that all that money is, I can't use it for my car or to go out. And I've seen people at those mariscos place, places, you know, they, hey, trae la banda para acá, you know, and $500, $600 and, wow. in, in not just the uh, the meal that they're paying for, but also the music. And, and you know, they're bringing buckets and buckets, like the Coronas and all that. Yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of money. And yeah. I've seen people spend that amount in just a couple of hours of sitting at a restaurant. Um, when in reality, if you just invested $100 into let's say a 401k or a 457 or an annuity that's money that's going to compound uh, with interest and it's going to build up and you're going to have a nice retirement uh when when you least expect it because of that interest so um yeah it's it's really about the fear of losing losing what you have right now in your in your wallet but they're not thinking about the future because you got to remember there's going to be an age where you can't work anymore. And and we almost all of us hit that somewhere around the, you know 70 to 75. You can't work anymore. That's it. So now where's the money going to come from? And I believe me, social security is not going to be enough. Right? Not only that, it's not to say or you're not saying or I'm not saying that you can't get that mamalona, but we're saying is invest some money and then maybe you could refinance, sacar dinero de allí para comprar tu mamalona. And then you still have your property, you're still investing, but not waste all your money or, or put it in one one place only and then you don't have anything and now you're living paycheck, paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. And it just gets crazy, man. So guys, invest. You could still get your Louis Vuitton. You could still get your, your este, yeah. your Malona, but invest in yourself. And then, you know, because people are probably saying, Luis, man, I got to wait till I retire 65. Yeah, para que quiero una mamalona, cuh? You know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. get it, but invest and then you could. Hay otros movimientos donde pueden sacar dinero para que ustedes puedan comprar sus, sus eh, juguetes, lo que quieran. So, yeah, exactly. so don't be exactly. afraid, man. Yes. Let's do it. Don't wait like I did almost 30 years or, uh, to do something, right. you know. So, let's get this, um, you know, let's get it going. So, anyways, uh, Aaron Luis, give us a pointer uh -huh. for those who want to get rid of debt quickly, man. There's some of us that have. Quicker. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten credit cards, man, and they're in debt, man. So, what is it? Yeah. That, um, 
that we could do to get rid of that debt quickly, man. Okay, well, I'm going to give you some... Speaking of debt, I, I don't think I paid the light this month. Let me see if I can get it back on. Hold on. Hold on. Come on. Come on. Light, light. Over here. Uh, I don't know. It's not turning on. Creo que ya me apagaron la luz ahora sí. Well, okay. So what I'm going to give you is the uh, financial advice uh, from Dave Ramsey, the, the guy that I mentioned just a, a couple of minutes ago. Okay. Okay. So I did this myself and I've been doing it for the past 10 years and it works. It absolutely works. Um, what Dave Ramsey suggests is that you look at all, all your credit card accounts and determine how much you owe on each one, right? You put them from top being the most expensive to bottom being the least amount that, that you owe. Right. All right. So what he wants you to do is look at the smallest, the smallest of those accounts. And if you have the cash to pay that one off, go ahead and pay it off completely. Okay. If you don't have the cash, well, divide it into two or three payments. But the point is to attack that small account until it's gone. Right. Now, once you clear that account, once you've paid it off, your credit has improved. Uh, believe it or not, we see this all the time. Whenever you have a balance that is completely cleared out, your credit score is, is going to go up. And us as loan officers, we look at that all the time. So we can tell you that paying off accounts is the easiest way to increase your, your credit. But not only that, it's, it's, uh, you're going to be spending less money you know, and paying bills every month. So once you look at your smallest account and you pay it off, now the next account, of course, is going to be a little bit more money. But what you go ahead and do is the money you were sending for the small account, whatever you were sending as a payment, even if it's the minimum, you add it to that next account. Right. And within, you know, half the time, you're probably going to pay off that second account because now you're adding money to that then go ahead and go up the list with the third account and apply the same thing. Now you add the minimum payment for the last two that you already paid and you add it to that third account. And you, you go like that, uh, you know, account after account after account. Within one year to a year and a half, you're going to have all of those accounts paid off. Right. And now your FICO score is going to be higher. You're going to have less um, debt, and now you have more discretionary income. More discretion. Discretion means that now you can choose. Oh, where am I gonna put that money that I'm now saving? Right. And what we suggest is, of course, putting that not just into a bank account because bank accounts pay very little interest, especially now. Yeah. Uh, but you should be looking at one of two things. One is if you don't have a retirement account like a 401k or a IRA or something like that, get that started like right away, right? Okay. Or uh, two, if you already have something, let's say because you have something at work and you're already making contributions, consider increasing those contributions, getting less from your paycheck, but sending more to your IRA 401k. It's tax deductible anyway. So you get to write it off on your taxes. So you won't be responsible for as much uh, gain in, in taxes at the end of the year. Uh, the other thing that we suggest, of course, is life insurance. Life insurance is your safety net. If something happens to you when you are uninsured, 
that is it. Your family is not going to receive any more money from where you work because they're, they're going to stop paying you. You're not working anymore. You're six right. feet under. And, and it sounds crude, but that's the reality of things. Um, there's going to be no more income coming into the house. And there's also probably going to be medical bills that need to be paid. And uh, you're still, if you're renting or you own a house, you're going to have a mortgage or rent to, to pay. So if you don't have life insurance, that is the very first thing that you should you should be trying to get set up because your family is counting on you to protect them in case that something happens and life insurance takes care of that. Of course. Okay, so those are really good three valid points, man, in, in order to get out of debt. Uh, the first one is pay off the little counts and then whatever minimum wage, oh, minimum wage, whatever minimum um, payment you're making on that double it up on the second one that you have Understood. and then just climb yes. up the ladder and then uh, you'll get out, get yourself out of debt, which is a really good idea, man. Cause there's a lot of people that uh, just pay minimum payments on, on every single little right. credit card. And it'll take years before you get out of that. You know, exactly. I, I remember seeing a credit card statement when I used to have credit cards that um, if I owed $4,000, it was going to take me almost two to three years to pay it off, man. That's yes, crazy, the, man. The interest really builds up. And there's another uh, financial guru out there. Her name is Suze Orman. Uh, she's very famous. And she suggests uh, something a little different. She suggests attacking the account with the biggest balance and the biggest interest rate so that you can start paying that off. However, what, what I've seen is that psychologically, something happens when you pay off that smallest account. Psychologically, you pay off the smallest account, you see that you have no more debt, and then you realize, wow, I can do this. And you just knocked out a whole account. So then I like the Dave uh, Ramsey uh, method a lot better than the Sue Sorman, because Sue Sorman wants you to attack the biggest account. And Dave is saying, just get rid of the smallest account. And psychologically, that did something for me. I was like, oh yeah, I'm on the right track here. And that's what kept me going. So it's more, much more satisfying. I think. like that. So pay off your credit cards. And then the second one was uh, invest a little bit into your 401k, into your um, 401k. I, uh, IRA, IRA, right? You said that? That's right. Yes, uh, IRA. And then IRA. And then the other one is get life insurance. Not only the one from work, but also algo separado. And you could help yes. them with that, right? You got uh, little life insurance stuff that yes. uh, people could hit you up on, right? Yes, we have uh, very good programs for life insurance. Uh, one is term life, which is really, really affordable. Right. Uh, we were just talking about how someone goes out to a restaurant and spends almost 500 bucks uh, or they go out to the movies. You know, you go out to the movies and you can spend uh, over a hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. Uh, most of these. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Life insurance uh, policies. You can probably pay about a hundred bucks a month and that'll cover your family for five hundred thousand dollars. Uh, of, uh, of a benefit. And here's uh, something that's great about life insurance. The benefit that's paid out to your family, that is tax-free. It, it's not taxable money right. because you're paying for your life insurance with after-tax dollars. Um, and you mentioned something too. A lot of people have it and they say, oh, I have it at work. But when you look at those policies, they're very small. Usually they're not even like $50,000. It's just a couple of thousand dollars. Right. And uh, it's just the cost of a funeral. It's just it's just to have the uh, uh, yeah. approved by the law. Like it's something, you know, kind of shady. It, exactly. 
it's the bare minimum. And in reality, when you lose your job, and a lot of people did last year because of COVID, uh, their coverage was gone. Right. So, so now, not only did we have a lot of people pass away because of COVID, but they were because they had lost their job. They were also completely uninsured. And I was, uh, I was really, really happy when some of those people had gotten a life insurance policy from me because I was able to deliver a huge check to the family saying, hey, you don't have to worry about medical expenses, funeral expenses, uh, how to pay the rent or mortgage. Here's this tax-free check that you're going to be able to use for those purposes. Right. And uh, it, it just uh, filled me with a lot of satisfaction. I did have a lot of claims for life insurance because of COVID. And uh, I can tell you that those families were so glad that they decided to get life insurance. Well, good thing that you were there to help them out, bro, because uh, let me tell you, sometimes those Go, uh, GoFundMe pages uh, lag, you know, and trying to get some money. And, you know, you, nowadays it's, it's really hard to get a lot of donations going towards people. Yeah. Way. But uh, oh, anyway. yeah. And there's so many, so many of those you know, GoFundMe accounts right now. So uh, you can't keep up with them. Right. Right. So let's move on. Um, what's the mo what's the number one reason? Why do I get nervous when I ask you questions? Man? I think it pertains to me. What's the number one reason <laughs> people go bankrupt, man? Why do they claim bankruptcy? Okay, so um, we actually kind of touched on the subject uh, right now that we were talking. Um, the number one reason that people go into serious debt where they need to file for bankruptcy and foreclose on their house is number one, uh, medical, medical expenses. Um, a lot of people think, oh, my insurance is going to cover absolutely everything. I don't have to worry about it. Turns out, no, they pay up to a certain point and then the rest is completely up to you to, to pay. And when you have someone like we had during COVID, you know, in, on ventilators, uh, in a state of a coma for a long period of time, you daily thousands and thousands of dollars are racking up. And so that's the number one reason that people go into bankruptcy and foreclosure is uh, medical expenses uh, or a death in the family. Right. Uh, because, you know, once someone uh, dies, like we spoke about, the income stops rolling in from that person. And so at that point, uh, the spouse has a decision to make. What right. am I going to do? Am I going to sell the house? Uh, can I sell the house and, and make some sort of profit? Uh, am I going to? Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, you're, you're it's insane me. what happens. <laughs> you're scaring us, man, who are listening to this show right now yeah. uh, called Talking Real Estate and Finances. But Luis, I mean, yeah. what can we do then to prevent all that, bro? Because it sounds like uh, it, it, it would be a scary situation. So is, is there a way we could prevent all that? Of course. Uh, yes. Uh, you prevent it with those two things that we spoke about. One, having reserves in the bank or, or your you know 401k right. uh, account, all that money, uh, you're going to have to list a beneficiary for if something happens to you, that money goes to the beneficiary. So if you have a 401k or a Roth IRA or a regular IRA, uh, make sure that you list your beneficiary. That could be your spouse or you, it could be a family member that's going to take care of all your finances. Um, so having that uh, set up is very important. And number two, also having your life insurance policy in place uh, so that you know that if you pass away, your family is going to be taken care of for a number of years. And right. the rule of thumb, the rule of thumb for life insurance 
is that you cover yourself for up to 10 years of whatever your annual income is. So if you make about, let's say 50,000 a year, you should be getting a minimum, minimum coverage of 500,000, okay? And if you make more than that, if you make 100,000, in order for your family to keep that, um, uh, to, to keep that style of living, you know, um, their livelihood, you're gonna have to sign up for a million dollars worth of life insurance. And it sounds like a lot, but I've insured people, uh, even with some medical issues, for up to a million dollars, and they end up paying about 150 to 200 dollars a month. So it's very affordable. Right. So I mean, uh, people who are listening to the show right now, as we mentioned, we do this because a lot of Latinos. Um, they're afraid or they just don't know where to start or no one's ever told them about this situation. So that's why gastan el dinero a lo loco, como dices, dijimos, you know, they buy the Mamalona, the Beamer, the Audi, the Range Rover, uh, they go into yeah. the Mariscos and they order the Banda, you know, they, they don't save their money. So this is really uh -huh. information and, um, you know, th this would help and give less headaches when, when someone passes away, correct? Well, uh, let me tell you a very quick story. Um, one of my personal friends, an ex-co-worker of mine, uh, passed away earlier uh, this year of, of COVID. Um, his wife didn't know that he had signed up for a life insurance policy for a million dollars. When we heard that he had passed away, of course, everyone reached out to her and you know, offering condolences and whatnot, but uh, she had huge bills medical bills that she was responsible for. Not only that, but they had a, a child that was special needs. Um, but uh, when when I called her and told her that he had signed up for life insurance, she actually had no idea that he had this coverage. And um, when we went to deliver that check, uh, it was like all the weight of the world was resting on her shoulders and she was just able to do this. Whew, there you go. Because now she wasn't worrying about what am I going to do right. for, you know, the rest of our lives, you know, the kids, uh, their college education. This is a million dollar policy and a million dollars. A lot of people say, oh, it's not a lot of money. And it really, truly isn't in today's economy. But when you have a situation like this, it, it goes uh, to help out so much, you know, for for the uh, uh, for the people that lost a, a loved one and uh, they were able to pay their funeral expenses, medical expenses, and they're gonna be okay for a while because of that million dollars. Right. So yeah, takes away a lot of your worries. And a lot of you guys are probably listening to this going, no, va a costar, un, va a costar mucho, yo, yo no puedo. So basically anyone could own life insurance to prevent all this stuff, even if you're a jardinero, even if you're someone that works out in the field, uh, even if you're a little older, this works for just about anyone. Uh, Please. Yes, yes, it works about uh, just about anyone. What insurance companies look at is your medical condition. So getting it while you're young in your you know 20s and 30s is probably the best thing to do because it's going to be super cheap and you're going to be able to you know sign up for a term of 30, 35 years and you have nothing to worry about during that term. Now uh, there's also other life insurance policies for people with that are elderly and they just want to be able to cover their funeral expenses. Uh, for those policies, really, you could have certain medical conditions, but it, they won't disqualify you um, unless they're terminal 
you know, uh, condition. So I, I guess the best, that is on an individualized basis. I would have to talk and ask certain questions. But one of the things uh, with the company that I'm with, Family First Life, uh, there's no medical test. There's no blood, no urine, no, no medical at all. I just have to ask you some medical questions. And if you answer those and get approved, you're approved and you, you get your coverage. Uh, for homeowners, this is the policy that you and I have been talking about. If you have a mortgage and you have, let's say, 300000 that you still owe on that mortgage, you can get uh, mortgage protection life insurance. So you buy a policy for 300000 and let's say you buy it for a term of 25 or 30, or 30 years. With mortgage protection, those payments that you made every month for that mortgage protection policy, at the end of the term, if you didn't pass away, the company will reimburse you all the premiums that you paid into it. Wow. So really, it's like a savings account. So you don't lose any of that money, which is which is great. This is the first program of its kind, and I love it. It it, it sells like hotcakes for you know property owners. All right. So let's just uh, real quick because uh, we're running out of time. So let's just say that you owe three hundred thousand dollars on 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 your mortgage. What what are we looking at a payment uh, monthly payment on this? Uh, of course, depending on the age of the person, um, we're looking anywhere between uh, $200 to $250 a month. Wow. And that will make sure that your $300,000 mortgage gets paid off if you pass away. But again, if you don't pass away at the end of the term, you get all that money back. And in fact, I've been able to arrange the policy in a way that, let's say, you have a 30-year mortgage, but yeah. we only get the policy for 25 years. So that at year 25, you still have five years to pay on your mortgage, but you just got back everything from the, the payments that you made and you can pay off your mortgage five years earlier. So I, we can actually calculate that. Right. And it's, uh, yeah, so it, it works out really great. Nice, and you call that what? Mortgage insurance? Mortgage what? Yes, uh, mor mortgage protection life insurance. Not to be confused with uh, uh, with the mortgage insurance that you pay every month with your bill. That mortgage insurance in your in your um, statement from your uh, mortgage that's a insurance that covers the bank. If you stop making payments, that insurance uh, pays the lender, the bank, not you. So if you default on your payments, they're still going to come after your house. Right. Uh, but that but that insurance, they make you pay for it. So uh, get rid of mortgage insurance. I keep telling everyone, hey, that's 300, 400 bucks that you don't need to pay. Uh, let's go ahead and refinance you out of that mortgage insurance. Man, Luis, so much information today on the show. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that people, if you missed it, you guys can listen to it on a podcast at Radio Toxico on Spotify. And uh, you can listen to the first episode there as well. So much information, talking real estate and finances with Luis Mendoza. Great, great information, man. And, and I'm excited to do this. Um, all the information to contact them is down at the bottom. Hit them up, call them, find them on where you guys could uh, obviously see, see his social media right there. So hit them up man for all your needs uh do you help people out of state oh that's a, one of the people I, I mentioned to you earlier they uh -huh. live um out of the state out of state no they live here in california but they want to invest out of state that was one of the people that had reached out and i asked them if, if you could probably help them out do you think you could do that kind right. of help for them or no 
Yes, uh, I'm licensed for California only, but okay. our network of agents is throughout the United States. So I can refer them to someone who works with my company in other states and we can help them all there as well. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because they, they say that it's too expensive to invest here in California. So they wanted to see if they could invest out of state. That that was that one person that uh, I reached out. But that's good information that you gotcha. have a network, man. So that's cool. Yes, we have a huge network throughout the nation. So they don't have to worry about, you know, if uh, if I can help them. Definitely, I'll find them the, per the right person to help them, uh, especially if they only speak Spanish. You know, I can uh, hook them up with a bilingual uh, agent out there. And uh, yeah, we can help them out anyway. All right, cool, man. All right, Luis, thank you so much once again. Thank you for uh, doing the show. Find us on uh, Spotify, guys. Uh, Radio Toxico, that's with the K, Radio Toxico. And you could also um, search uh, Talking Real Estate and Finance with Luis Mendoza, and you'll be able to see all the information. Thank you again, bro. All right, thank you, Diablito, and we'll see you guys next week, okay? All right, bro. Yeah. All right, take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to Real Estate and Finances with Luis Mendoza.